Blog Talk Radio. Good morning and welcome to House Depress Gospel Blog Talk Radio, coming to you from 231 6th Avenue down south in the big city of Beatrice, Alabama. We are in the studios uh, live here uh, in Beatrice, Alabama with special guest, Pastor Marcus Small Williams, of course, Pastor Church at Pope Paul, Alabama. He's a senior pastor there, he's a guitar player, bass player. Awesome musician, powerful musician. And Lord, what about his story? I've had an opportunity to hear it, see it, see and still stand in spite of iniquity. Uh, he's from uh, Brownsville, New York. Uh, went to George Washington High School there, George West House, uh, Western House High School. He studied a divinity program at East uh, White Theological Seminar. Uh, married to uh, March 27, 1998, to a beautiful lady here, Miss Jennifer Jones, who we all know is her maiden name, which is Jennifer Williams now, former basketball player here at Gibbs Field. I know personally, seen her grow and, and stand as well. And his last post on Facebook is everybody plays a fool sometimes. So many people are misled, misfed, misguided. Uh, what someone's relationships are pictured as real and marriages as meritorious. I've learned from experience that a smart person will not only put what they want someone to believe on Facebook, like tears of a crown and a game of pretend. Smart folks will put their business on the book, but then who really is the bigger fool? The one who paints a true picture of unhappiness or a false picture of contentment. Because the reality is, while the fraud is perpetrated, either way, time is ticking away. The valuable coin that you can spend wisely or let someone else spend or waste it for you. A fool will lose tomorrow, reaching back for yesterday, but never catching anything but a mirage. Life and love, once it's gone, it's gone no matter how good the charade. Pastor Marcus Ron Williams, welcome to House of Heaven Gospel, Blog Talk Radio, the Pastor Series. Welcome, Pastor. Yes. Good morning, Deacon Freddie. Good morning. I, um, I, um, many times I, I write certain thoughts and, certain feelings, how I honestly feel on, on Facebook. I I try to be as transparent as I can only because we can only help someone by the what we might be what what we might call misery, really God can turn into ministry. And a lot of times, I mean, the Bible says, as Psalms, I believe it's 107 and 2, let the redeemed of the Lord say so, whom the Lord has redeemed from the hand of the enemy. We can only help someone if we admit uh, where God has delivered us from and where God has brought us from. A lot of people don't want to be transparent, and a lot of people are afraid to be transparent because we know us. Um, there, there's people will use your transparency and your flaws and your past. They will use it against you. But actually, how can you help someone 
if you don't show them where God and how God has brought you, not just some of the way, but but all of the way. You can't be afraid of vulnerability. No, no, not in not, not to have true ministry. You can't not to have true ministry. And you know, um, brother Freddie, I was I was reading something the other day. It's a very common scripture. Actually, it was two places. I was reading how Jesus said, "Just as the days of Noah were, so the presence of the Son of Man will be." And talking about the last day, Jesus gave his disciples some signs. And it all started because they were just so upset that Jesus could possibly say that the beautiful temple, the church of their day, could actually be destroyed. Jesus was showing certain signs that were coming, uh, certain pestilences, those are diseases and viruses, and he was saying, said there will be wars and reports of wars. He even mentioned uh, folks being betrayed and, and even killed. But later on in that same Matthew 24, he said, just as the days of Noah were, men were eating and drinking. In other words, there's nothing wrong with eating and drinking and marrying. And he said, but they took no note until the flood came and swept them all away. And I was looking at Genesis chapter 6, where we're just so evil and so wicked. And it got to a point where God had had enough. But he found favor in Noah and Noah's family. Those were only eight souls. And it's, um, you have to think, I was thinking, there had to be some other folks that thought they were good folks. There had to be some other people in that time that felt that they they were pretty close to God, but they didn't have to follow all of his instructions. There were probably folks that really believed that it was going to rain, even though they had never seen rain before. But they probably figured, I'm going to wait until the first drop falls, and then I'm going to come inside. And I think about... I think about us today. You know, uh, we we've been warned, and our grandparents and, and great grandparents they warned us of this day. Uh, they they mentioned to me my my great grandfather was a pastor, my great great grandfather was a pastor, and my great 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 grandfather was a pastor. I can imagine they probably. Their sermons were probably similar to our sermons today, warning people that a time is going to come when a lot of us are not going to make it. And But, you know, we, we are trying to ride out the storm, even today with the weather, when we know a hurricane is coming, a tornado is coming, they tell us we don't need to be in certain types of dwellings, certain uh, like trailers, but we, we'll try to ride the storm out. But I found out by reading Genesis chapter 6 or in Genesis chapter 7 especially that when God gets tired and he gives judgment, you can't ride out his judgment. 
you you can't ride it out and and think that you you'll be able to just do nothing and it will pass over. And brother Freddie, mm-hmm. uh, we were talking earlier, and you said that some folks are still outside. And in being transparent, mm-hmm. I was outside. I mean, I was outside not only in in Brownsville, Brooklyn, as I was growing up. I, I was outside also when I came to Alabama. I was outside even when I called myself being inside. Even being inside the house, I still had two feet outside. Just my head was in the door. And in Genesis chapter 7, it said that God told Noah and his family to go in the ark. And then it said that they did as God commanded them. Brother Freddie, on Sundays, I know you heard this this statement hundreds of times. I've said it hundreds of times, even in my church. We'll open up the doors of the church, and we'll sit that chair there, and we'll say, this chair is for any that may, may need prayer or feel they're standing on the outside of the ark of safety. We'll say, now is your time to come to Jesus while the blood is still running warm. And a lot of folks looked at that chair, brother, brother Howard. A lot of folks looked at that chair before COVID. And a lot of folks probably had in the back of their mind, I'm not going to sit in that chair right now because it's not raining in my life. I'm not going to sit in that chair right now because I'm still living my best life. I'm living my life like it is golden. It, things are going well. The job is going well. My health is, is is well. My family is well. I have things, creature comforts. I may have forgotten the creator or the giver or blesser of those comforts, but I, I have creature comforts right now, and life is good. And Brother, Brother Freddie, just like Noah, it says, that God shut the door. It came a time when you probably seen the door open, and they probably figured when the drops fall, I'm going to rush in. But when Noah went inside, the Bible says God didn't give Noah the opportunity to shut the door himself. But God shut the door. In other words, there's no opening the door once God shut it. And the thing about it is I... I don't believe God had anything to do with COVID. I believe COVID was man-made. But I do believe this, and I know this for a fact, that God allowed it. He allowed it to happen, and when it happened, the doors were shut. The door, uh, we no longer was putting that chair out because the door was shut. We no longer was in the pulpit saying, this is your time to come. Because the door was shut. And, Brother Freddie, it gave me a chill now because me and you are still here so far. Mm-hmm. Well, we are still here, and it wasn't because of luck. It was because of God's grace. Because over 560,000 folks died from one disease. We ain't counting the 100 different forms of cancer. We're not counting heart attacks. We're not counting uh, diabetic comas, 
We're not uh, counting any other disease that will take you out. But one disease called the coronavirus, COVID-19, took out over 560,000 folks. And can you imagine how many of those folks figured they were going to just ride out the storm? How many folks now still feel, because COVID is still alive, uh, uh, COVID is still, I know a young boy right now that has COVID. COVID is still very much real and active, but a lot of folks still don't believe because they're, they're waiting for that raindrop, and they feel when that the fall, finances fall, health starts to fail and fall. Uh, Marital relationships start to fall. Well, well, folks believe that when things start to fall, they can rush in. I'm sure the good folks in Noah's day, they thought they could rush in. And they probably was banging on the door wanting Noah to open up. But the problem was Noah didn't shut it. God shut, God shut the door. And nobody could get in. And the thing about it is, Nobody could get out. Yeah. I, I thought of that when you said, when we were talking earlier about being on the outside, all of those folks, they were on the outside. And they came up a, a point in time that they couldn't get in. And the thing about it is, it said, could you imagine when the drops fail, like rain, they, it, it didn't happen all at once. A few drops here, a few drops there. Then all of a sudden it started to rain. There had to be somebody very smart that figured, well, I'm just going to go in this cave. And I'm going to hide out in the cave until the storm pass. There were some some folks that probably watched folks go in the cave and said, they, they're not too bright. I'm going to go up to the highest mountain, and I'm going to stay up there. And I, I'm going to start praying to God because I'm way up. I'm close to him as I'm in this mountain. And I'm going to stay up there and I'm going to pray and, and I'm going to watch them in the valley suffer. But I'm going to make it through. Mm-hmm. That mentality still exists. Some of us think that we're so high, whether it be a position in church, whether we sit in the pulpit, or whether it be a position in in finances, a position in, in popularity. Oh, some of us think that we are so high, we're looking at those struggling in, in the valley. Disobedient folks in the valley and disobedient folks on the mountaintop. But the thing about it is, everybody didn't die at once. I'm sure that the ones on the lowest parts died first. Then as the water rose, it got folks at different levels of escape. Then finally it said that the water prevailed, covered all of the mountaintops. But the same thing that destroyed everybody else, the ark was able to rise above. Could Mm -hmm. you imagine if somebody could have watched that and lived to tell it? They would would want to know, Noah, how is it? that you were able to ride out the storm. And the only thing Noah will be able to say is because in, in Genesis chapter, chapter 7, 
when God told me uh, to go in, I went in. In Genesis chapter 6, when God told me to start building my hopes on things eternal, to start building right now my ark of safety, I, I didn't. I never saw rain, but I didn't question him. I went ahead and, and built this ark while everybody else was laughing at me and wondering, what in the world am I doing? It just don't make sense, Noah. But God told me to do it. Everything God tells me to do, it's not always going to make sense. And, and, but and Noah, you know what? he built that ark, Deacon Freddie, and they went inside, and they were able to, to ride above the storm, ride on the same waves that killed other folks, and lifted up the ark and let them cruise to safety. So I, I, I know, Brother Freddie, that no matter how dark things uh, seem and no matter how dark our times will get, there's going to be some some people that's going to rise above the storm. And the key word is going to be obedience. It said Noah and his family did as God commanded them. We can't ride out this storm doing it our way. The only way we're going to be able to ride this storm out is by doing as God commands us. So people may laugh when pastors struggle and they set up drive-up service. God gave them a vision. They're trying their best to still feed folks. They're, they're putting it outside where folks don't have a, a lot of excuses as far as how I can catch stuff. So so they're, they're putting it as safe as possible, just like in the days of Noah. Folks won't come. As far as social distancing, a lot of our church has been socially distanced for the last 20 years. A lot of our, especially rural churches and some city churches too, have a handful of folks that, that go in a building that's big enough to, for everybody to separate over six feet, wear masks, do whatever it takes, just like our jobs, just like going to Walmart. Just like doing our normal routine, eating at restaurants, we we do all of that stuff. But a lot of stuff people won't do what it takes to go inside that ark of safety or get within safety. Safety is not in the building. The building only represents the presence of God. We got to get close to God in these times. Noah had a, a, a something that when I looked at it, it didn't make much sense. But now when I really look at it, it does. God shut the door on the ark, and the ark rolled above the waves. But the ark had an open window. <laughs> you would think, why would an ark that's supposed to protect you against the wind and the waves and the rain, why would it have an open window? That window was open so that Noah could always look up, look out, and have a communication, a line of communication with God. Even in times like this where we've been flooded, we've been flooded with despair. We've been flooded with death. We've been flooded with disease. 
even at times like these, we still have an open window, and that open window is called prayer. It never closed. God kept that window open. You can imagine the Bible doesn't say God said anything during those those months that Noah was riding above the waves. During these months, it might feel to us God is not speaking to us, but God still expects us to trust him even in the storm. When I was uh, preparing to uh, do the promotion and production of this broadcast, I went to your face page and I began to look at your connection to music and how it runs permanently through your life, connecting all phases of your life. In the early days when you were with grandfather, your father would take you up to New York City and get you to meet uh, the vision that of uh, what was considered to be Santa Claus, but you later found out to be what it was. And I looked at some of your signs that you have in the church. The only one qualified is Jesus Christ. Life is short. Hell is not. Jesus is coming, ready or not. I, it is so powerful to think about how folks that are outside the church now the pastor and the two or three deacons standing at the door, going outside to take up the collection. But inside the church, all speaking clean, but nobody in there. Took us out of them churches for a reason. God took us out of those churches for a reason. And there is more to come. Yeah. We haven't seen nothing yet. No. You you, you you remember how the soldiers they be going into war and they get scared and they turn and start fighting themselves. Look at the look at the look at the fake things that are taking place. From fake conversation to fake gas shortage to fake fake this, fake that. I mean, unless you are connected with God, you're not gonna make it. That's right. We have folks uh panicking over toilet tissue. Toilet tissue, Clorox, folks just just panicking over stuff, buying up all the chicken, all kind of nonsense, and, and it's still happening. And, and the question is, where, where where is your faith? Where is your faith? Uh, Deacon Fred, there's something that excuse me, my wife does all the time. And sometimes I, I used to question her, but she does it so much and. I watch her over the years do it. I don't question her. We, we can run and go to the store and not be gone for an hour. When we come back in the door, she's always going to do the same thing each time. No matter how many times we go out and come in, she's always going to grab a broom and sweep. She gets up in the morning sweeping. So I would ask, I used to ask when we would come in, when are you sweeping? You just swept. But, Brother Freddie, I noticed something, that each time when she came in, it it wouldn't be much, 
but there will always be some dust. Some dust will be swept into that that uh, dustpan. And I thought of this one day watching her sweep. When COVID started, and even now, I don't know what sweep we would, we would call this. But if this is the first sweep, could you imagine if God is saying, y'all wondering why it's still happening? It's because everybody that need, needed to be swept wasn't caught in the first sweep. See, that there's still some dust. There's still some folks that walk in the are We are made of dust, but there's still some folks that, that still like 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 uh, dust that's just hanging out, not serving any purpose at all, not serving any purpose for God, maybe a purpose for themselves. And, and they're noticing God has allowed a sweep. And instead of being wise and saying, well, being that I didn't get caught up in the sweep, I'm going to find opportunities. I'm going to find a way to give God some praise and to thank him for sparing my life, my family's life, so I don't get caught up in this sweep. And a lot of folks are just standing by, just like dust, waiting for the big broom to come. And COVID-19 has been just like a broom. It has been like a flood because the Bible said just as Noah's day, when the flood came and swept them all away, over 560,000 folks were swept. And, Brother Freddie, I say it, I say it again. They weren't all bad folks. As a matter of fact, I know some real good folks that got caught up in the, in the sweep. Now, there's a, a, a way of looking at that. Jesus did say, no man knows the day of the hour, and he says he's going to prepare a place, and he's coming back. And we always say we don't know how and we don't know when. COVID might have been a, a, a way for some. It, it, it caught us off guard, but not, and because it caught us off guard, from the pulpit to the pews, it exposed us. You really can see who's who. All the songs we used to sing, Deacon Freddie, for God I'll live, for God I'll die. Uh, going up a yonder and all these places, I, I'm going to make heaven my home. And, and we said all this stuff, but as soon as they mentioned COVID, not only did the people run behind the wall, but the pastors came off the wall and started hiding with the folks. Now we don't have nobody. Well, not, I won't, I'll take that back. We have. We don't have all the preachers and pastors we used to have on the wall. So danger is coming, we, and we don't have that many folks on the wall to warn the folks behind the wall of what to expect. We, 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 we got caught. We got exposed by COVID. COVID exposed us. And and exposed and, and I'm talking I'm including me as a pastor. All of the feel good sermons I preach didn't help nobody during COVID nineteen. The only sermons that, 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 that held this medal would have been sermons from Revelations, sermon from Matthew twenty four, Mark thirteen, Luke twenty one, uh, uh Revelation seven. 
those sermons are the ones that, that, that had the, the warning in there. And warning always come before destruction. But in some places, folks wasn't even being warned because all they heard was what they wanted to hear. That's even prophesied in the scripture as Second Timothy, I believe it's chapter 4, after it says, preach the word in season and out of season, because the time will come when folks are going to heap upon themselves teachers. They're going to call their own teachers, the, the type of teachers, because they got itching ears. So a lot of time today, folks only want the type of pastor that will tell them to, to jump up three times and, and, and grab their blessing. I always tell people, if you want to jump up, you do that at home. Ex- do, exercise on your own time. When we come into the, ho- the house of the Lord, we need, to, we need to get this warning. The Bible is a book of warnings and promises. And when God says something is going to happen, we can best believe it's going to happen. And and that's that's basically where I'm at. I'm, it, it's, I still see, I, I, I've cried, I've prayed. I'm, I'm praying that, I'm hoping that God can be pleased with me. We all, the Bible says, we all sin and fall short. So it's... It, I'd be foolish to think I ain't falling short. I fall short every day, but I'm hoping that I'm that I'm within his 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 lines of safety, within his arc. And and that's why I I have to be transparent because I have to show other folks that no matter what you're going through. You, you could be close to God. You can have a relationship, not religion. You can have a good relationship with God. You can be the best you can be. The Bible said Job was perfect. No way Job could have been perfect in the perfect sense of the word because he was a descendant of Adam. But he was the best person he could be, not nobody else, but he could be. So in this day and time, all we, we can do, Deacon Freddie, me and you and everybody else is, Try to be the best person that that we can be. We are not good enough to uh, our good merits and good good deeds is not going to get us in. But I just believe if we try to be the best we can be, grace and mercy is powerful. Grace and mercy got us right now. We're still this morning. Somebody's plan to see this morning, Deacon Freddie. Somebody, and they didn't make it. Somebody's house right now. It's not because it's it's, it's it's quiet. Somebody's house right now. There's a whole lot of screaming and hollering going on in that house, and a person has slipped away, transitioned to the other side of eternity, and can't hear none of the crying. Can't hear none of the "I love you," the "I'm sorry," Ooh. and the, the goodbyes. But here we are, Deacon Freddie. Despite all of our uh, shortcomings. We are still on top of the dirt, and they ain't shoveled the dirt on top of us. So I'm I'm with you, Deacon Freddie. As long as I'm still able to walk on top of the dirt, I'm going to tell it. I'm going to tell it. I'm going. I'm going to tell it. Oh, everything that that has happened. God used my music 
to get me to where I am today. My wife invited me to Morningstar Church to play at a singing, and I wouldn't go because all I wanted to do back then was drink and drug. But when God got finished showing me what was going to happen if I didn't go, I took my guitar in the church, and God used my plan to get me to hear stuff and to get connected and to hear him. And he's been using using uh, using things ever since. From the jailhouse, I worked 13, almost 13 years or 13 years at the jailhouse, 10 of them as a sergeant. I was able to not only have a captive audience with the inmates, but I had people under me that I was training, and I would always slip in a word. And I would always tell them my testimony. Sometimes I got too transparent, and the inmates wanted to know, well, how do you know this stuff? How, how do, how do you, you even tell I was on drugs? And I used to say, because I was on it. So I knew you was on drugs, and I knew you was high when I booked you in. So I was able to use, was able to use what I went through to help someone else. And it makes me feel kind of good every now and then with somebody. People have met my wife and said, I know your husband. And um, I'm not going to tell you where I know him from, and she always knows. And they will always <laughs> say that how I treated them. I treated them like people. Yeah. And that's what Jesus did. He He was the only one that could throw a stone, and he didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Jesus was the only one that could judge. He didn't do it. A bunch of church folks, pastors, preachers, the priests, caught a woman, the man. Mm-hmm. That's um, the man and brought the woman. Yes. I want to ask and, you and, about uh, your... Uh, your ministry now, you have did a clear expository of your ministry now. While you do it, you stand and preach because God has told you to do so like told Noah to build that ark. And they laughed at him for two or three hundred years. But I want to say, from your perspective as a pastor, How difficult is it now to the word in spite of all the stuff that's going on around how how how, how difficult is it Deacon Freeland, i have to I, I have to admit this when all of this stuff started happening number one. I knew I couldn't ask no other man, no other woman. None of us have ever faced what we have faced within the last couple of years. None of us, people, a hundred. I have a cousin in my family who's 105 in Clio, South Carolina. 
she has never experienced a Sunday that was called Easter that the church was closed. Not in her her life of a hundred years. So that means that none of us could 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 say, Well, I, I remember because we can. And I'm in a room right now that I, I use to go live a couple of weeks. And I can remember crying in this room, crying and praying because I, I, I didn't feel that I was exactly doing what God wanted me. It was like I wasn't hearing God. And it was hard to confronted because I couldn't go to nobody. I couldn't go to my father in the ministry. I couldn't go to none of my peers. I, 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 I couldn't go to anybody. I didn't have uh, my grandmother's not living anymore, and that was a, a go-to person. All of my go-to persons are either past, if they're still here, they didn't have no answers for themselves. This was a time when all you could do, it seemed like prayer was our only option. But as uh, Pastor Oda Dion Culliver would say, it's also our best option. And that's the only the only thing that kept me going is prayer. And God would give confirmation through membership. The, the one that I didn't think would miss the word and, and miss fellowship. And, and, and those are the ones that came to me and said, Pastor, we're willing to uh, do whatever, socially distant, wear masks, uh, uh, sit with our hand sanitizer. Oh, Pastor, we'll do whatever it takes. We'll, we'll sit 12 feet apart. We, we, we just want a word. And, and when folks came to me like that, then I understood why God didn't say anything. Because I was doing what he wanted me to do, but I succumbed not knowing, uh, out of fear. Then I, it's something you got to practice what you preach. And one thing that I have preached is fear. And I use these acronyms: false evidence appearing real. Then I use faith, F A I T H, for all I trust Him. So my thing was, who do I trust? Who do I trust? And Jesus said, He who holds on to His life will lose it. There's a lot of folks that lost their lives. And guess what, Deacon Freddie? A lot of them didn't lose their lives in church. A lot of them didn't get COVID-19 in church. A lot of folks got COVID-19 talking about they wasn't going in no church. <laughs> so the, so if I had to leave here, where would I want to leave from? I had to think like that because I keep remembering this this world is not our home, and this life is not the life that Jesus came to give us, to give us hope for. We we can try our best to hold on to this life, but we got to build our, as the song says, build our hopes on things eternal and hold on to God on changing hand because time is filled with swift transition. And this, these last few months, uh, two years, have shown us just how fast there's been people here. Deacon Freddie been here one minute and gone the next minute. I lost people 
in the church. They wasn't in the church. They didn't. They wasn't coming to church. But I lost some folks, and they went quick, and they had plans. So this has shaken me to the core. And I, and sometimes I feel, I feel uh, alone. Like I said, because who can you talk to about it? Who can really give you advice on what to do in a situation like this? Nobody has experienced this before. But I've watched how God has allowed COVID to be like a big blanket that folks were hiding. They were hiding in the church, Deacon Freddie. They were hiding behind the songs. They were behind, they were hiding behind the sermons. There were pastors hiding behind a, 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 like a, a facade or a, or, or, or a front. We, we were going to church and we were faking and we were fronting, and God allowed something real to come in and pull off our makeup, pull off our suits, throw us out, out of the church. And, Deacon Freddie, I'm sure you've been in this, this position before. Oh, I know I have, where I thought I was working good on a job. And that Friday when they called me to the office, I'm thinking I'm getting my check early. And I was getting my check early, all right. And they told me, uh, we appreciate what you have done, but your services are no longer needed. Deacon Freddie, it's, I can just picture that a lot of churches, their services are no longer needed. No longer needed. The building. The building. What he wants is your heart. He wants the real. That's what he wants. Yes. I, uh, I, uh, I agree with you 100%. And the, and the one that's coming, you, you talk about, and I, I watch you all. You be, you be standing there supporting your pastor, and your pastor be laboring from the church door. And 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 you'll look out, and you'll notice so-and-so won't come out, and this one won't come out. And they're, they're, they're saying if we ever go back in the church, they ain't going back in there unless everybody do this or everybody show this, and all kind of rules and stipulations. Yeah. A faithful few, Deacon Howard. Only a faithful few went in that ark. Everybody that stands uh, and, and sings about heaven and preaches about heaven and prays about heaven, they ain't going there. They're not going there. And, and God has shown that folks are phony, Deacon Howard. I'll, I'll have folks come in my face and tell me what they're not going to do about serving the Lord. I'm not going to that church. I ain't driving up nowhere. I, I ain't doing this, and I ain't doing that, and I ain't, I don't even listen to the live no more. I'm waiting till things get back to normal. They're trying to ride out the storm. You can't ride out God's judgment. God made sure that everybody that was outside of that ark died. And that's the part folks don't get. They think God is a big spiritual Santa Claus, that all God is there for, like a genie, we can rub on him, 
and he'll give us our wishes, and we'll put them back in the, in the, in the, in the lamp and cork it up and put them back on the shelf until we need them again, or, or like a Santa Claus, just once a year, get the big blessings and all of the toys and, and all of the material things, and then we don't think about it no more until a year later. God is not like that. The same God that gives us, Job has sense enough to know he has taken away. Take it away. He'll take it away. And when when I say take it away, he'll take everything away. It don't, it don't mean he'll take your car. He'll take your child. He'll, he'll take your spouse. He'll take your life. He's the one that gives it. He has the, the authority to remove any one of us without a moment's notice. Whenever he gets ready. He's God all by himself. And, then, and the thing about it is, Psalms, uh, let me see, it's Psalms 14.1, it says, no, 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 Psalms 83.18 says that men may know that you whose name is Jehovah, you alone are the most high over all the earth. So if Jehovah God is the most high over all the earth and the things in it, that means that God is higher and over COVID-19. God is higher and over all of our financial situations. God is higher and over anything that we could face. He's bigger. It's the song says, he's bigger than that. Our God is greater. He's bigger. Any situation we're in right now, he's bigger than that. People were, that's why a Christian don't panic. They don't fall out of place and, and get uh, 50 gallon uh, t- tanks and cans or, or 10 to 15 loose plastic gasoline cans and fill up on gas and blow them, have the risk of blowing their own house up. Well, we, we don't worry about that because we know that our God will make a way. I will trust in the Lord. It's the, the Bible says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Don't lean on your, all, your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. In other words, if you trust in the Lord with all your heart, Deacon Freddie, you ain't got nothing left over to trust anybody else. Mm-hmm. You don't have no, oh. no room to trust anybody else. But I hope I answered your question. It's hard, but Deacon Freddie, it's hard right now. It's hard right. to keep going, and especially now with Deacon Freddie, because a lot of folks are not thinking about God nor his house right now. See, the mm-hmm. devil knows one thing, that as long as folks are pretty well comfortable, they really don't aren't studying God until God has to let them fall or knock them on their back and the only place they can look is up. So as long as they get some money here and some money there and they can buy a car here and a, a house here, as long as he can give them the kingdoms of the world that he offered Jesus and Jesus refused his temptation, as long as he can keep people pretty happy and comfortable, comfort zone, Right now, they're not thinking about God. Usually something tragic has to happen. But as long as it's happening to everybody else, 
and it's not affecting my house, like the folks on the outside of the ark, as long as right. that door is open, I got a chance. Because when the first drop falls on my forehead, I'm going to run in that open door. The thing about it is we don't know when God's going to close it. Let me ask and you. Now we are, we are faced at a at a time in history where folks talking about things going to normal. Deacon Freddie, it's not going to normal. If the, if we read our Bible, the Bible will tell us all of this is a, but a beginning. This is just the start. The perfect, the beginning of the perfect. We ain't seen nothing yet. But but you see that mentality that God is showing me that people have. We're going to ride this storm out. It ain't going to cover all of us. We're going to ride it out. And just as the days of Noah were, them folks probably stood out there saying the rain got to stop. It can't rain this hard continuously. Where all this water coming from? But Genesis 7 said it covered all. The earth killed everything living, man and beast, covered the highest mountains. Hmm. You, you know what? It's it, it just something, Deacon Freddie. And, and, and I, I'm glad you, you allowed me this opportunity because as I'm talking, I'm listening to myself. Mm-hmm. As, as I'm talking, I'm asking my own self questions. Are you in or out? That's what I'm asking myself. Marcus, are you in or out? Are, are, are you just... Are you inside the ark so when the door is shut, you'll be inside? Or are you just standing in the door, uh, like, straddling the fence? And you're not sure you won't go in yet. Or you're not sure you're going to fall out. Are you in or out? Are you going to stay on the wall? Or, or are you going to do, like a lot of other folks, go in the valley and, and go behind the wall and think the wall going to help you and protect you? Or are you going to do what I say? Because remember, who's ever on the wall, they they, they have the risk of getting the first arrow. <laughs> mm-hmm. They have the risk of getting shot first. So God has placed us as pastors, ministers, and that, that deacons fall into that ministry, has placed us in a position of, of danger. In order to warn folks of the danger, we got to stay in a position where we see it. You can't see it hiding. You got to be out there. You got to be ministering in order to see what's going to happen. This radio program, this radio program, this this is the this is part of the wall. You on the wall. You 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 doing with Ezekiel? God told Ezekiel, if you sound the alarm, if they don't listen, it's on them. But if you don't sound the alarm, it's on you. Probably many nights you say, I'm, I don't, or many mornings, I don't know. I'm 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 not going to do this this morning. But something tells you no, because you never know who's listening. All I know is I'm talking to you. I don't know nobody else that's listening. All I know is I'm talking to you. But God has a way of knowing and knowing who he wants to hear what we were talking about this morning. That there's somebody that needed a word of hope. 
because this world right now looks like a hopeless end, but because of Jesus, we have endless hope. I uh, our faith should rest on nothing less but Jesus Christ and His righteousness. What you said. We got to stay on the wall, Deacon Freddie. Pastor Marcus, I have thoroughly enjoyed this 45 minutes. I'm going to tell you something. I think about what's taking place in the world today that we are witnessing. And you know what is so astounding is that look at the news. You can't believe no news no more. <laughs> you sure can you sure can't. It's like the devil's in control of the news. You, you can't. Them folks said that, that, that them riders was on a tour. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We, we got to remember that the, the devil is the author of confusion. So anything yeah. it said, the whole world lies in the power of the wicked one. But get this, too. The Bible also called the devil the ruler or the spirit over the air. Are we on the air? The news is on the air. Social media is on the air. The devil is in control of the air, the spirit over the air. He rules the air. So anything we're going to get out of social media, uh, the news, the different news, Time magazine, it's got to be something in there to confuse us and to keep us in fear. And any time yeah. you're in fear, you don't have faith. Faith and faith and fear is like oil and water. They can't mix. They mm-hmm. can't mix. And so, yeah, the, the, the news, oh, my God, you can't listen to nothing on the news. <laughs> <laughs> it's nothing but lies on the news. Nothing but lies on the news. And the father of the lies over it. Oh. He's the CEO. <laughs> Oh, you know what, Marcus? I have um, I I thought about um, Pastor Blue. Me and him used to have conversations like this. Pastor Blue, wow. he worked from the pulpit to the community. It, Pastor Blue was a a real pastor. Yeah. He he wasn't just a preaching pulpit pastor. Oh, he did. All types of building and started all types of programs in Bruton. And he helped me with something personal that I was dealing with. And he gave me some some scriptural advice. And I was able to, to see things a little bit differently because I was, get, I was getting attacked by a person that I didn't even know. And, but he knew of the person, and he gave me some advice. And, and and basically, when we're being attacked, the only reason you're being attacked, be, the devil don't break in on empty house. Thieves don't break in empty places. So when you're being attacked, uh, attacked like Paul said, count it all joy. Because it's the reason why you're being attacked. Nobody don't attack somebody that they didn't notice. And And what happens is, the spirit of God that's in you will mess up and aggravate somebody else's demons. And folks will be attacking you, and they don't even know why they're attacking you. Because we wrestle not with flesh and blood, but uh, principalities and spirits and personalities and high places. It's not people. 
Got to pray for him. It's Satan. Satan. Got to pray for him. People mad, mad now because they cousin did something or somebody in their family. Hey, it ain't your family. It, the, the, your family was able to be used by the devil, and they didn't know it. All you can do is pray for them. Let yeah. me ask you. Let me ask you about um, your music. I, I, you you have been you have been from from secular to. I mean, you you have did it all. You could have been the star in Hollywood. You could have been <laughs> a golden record seller. You, 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 I mean, you have been on the verge of death through drugs. You have, I, I mean, ooh, all I can say is look at God, what he did for you, Mark. And he ain't through yet, son. No, he ain't he, he, through he's yet. not.
from Africa, Europe, everywhere. And I think of a lot of times I could have been right next to them. We was we was on stages in secular music all over, opening up for Billy Paul and me and Mrs. Jones, Patty Austin, uh, Blue Magic, uh, the Drifters. We we was on stages with all of these folks, and I could have been on stages with him with John P. Key and and Kim Burrell and all of these other. Folks, he's, he's good friends, him and his wife, with, with C.C. Wiley. I, these could have been folks, but, but you know what he told me one day? He, he seen where I was going, and maybe I was feeling a little, like, depressed about it. He said, Marcus, he said, that's what God wanted you to do. He said, that wasn't that wasn't the path, and it wasn't the time then. God, God has something. In other words, I see it now, Deacon Freddie, that, that God will allow us to go through some things. He allowed me to experience some things and to witness some things in secular music and in the life that went with it. And, and I was able to take it and transition to gospel music. Yeah, folks laughed at me when I first came to Alabama, and they asked me, could I play songs like Amazing Grace? And I told him no. <laughs> I told him I couldn't play. But then I had uh, folks like uh, Brother Tony Gibbs and, 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 and other bass players that would show me, Cedric Hunter, that would show me different stuff. And and in the Bible, you know, just just, just studying it. And, and I've always had a, had a love for sharing God's word. I was brought up in a very religious household. I knew the word of God since I was trained as a little boy. So if you got me to talk, I'm going to share some something about the Bible. And believe it or not, talking about the Bible connected me with all kinds of musicians. And it, and it exposed me to a lot of different things. And that question you just asked about the transition, and I could have been here and I could have been there. I had this conversation with uh, Deacon Horace, who I had the privilege of, of ordaining to be a deacon, uh, Deacon Horace Davis. He always asked me, what are you doing in Alabama? And, uh, and I, I used to tell him I don't know, but now I do know. God had to work for me in Alabama. I tried to leave Alabama and always ended up right back because God was telling me, you're not finished. You're not finished. So evidently I'm I'm still helping folks in Alabama, uh, you know, through God, through God. I mean, I love, I love studying. I love sharing the word. I, and it goes with the music. It goes, God used the music like, Moses and his staff, just like Moses and his staff. He thought he, he thought it was a stick, but God showed him he was going to rule men with that stick. He was going to do miracles with that stick. I thought it was just a, a piece of wood with some strings on it. And God has shown me, no, I'm going to take you through some doors and take you around some people where you'll be able to share some of that, that, that word that's planted in you, and I'm going to use that piece of wood with them strings on it to 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 do it. And he's been doing that. That's why I can't put it down. It reminds me when I was in the band, the guy would say, hey, you, go get your stick. <laughs> 
You'd be surprised at how many pastors told me I needed to put it down, though. From the time that I did my initial sermon until now, pastors have told me, uh, you know, uh, you've been elevated, Doc. Uh, you, you need to put that thing down, Doc. You know, God, I, I that, took that, you a little bit higher. Blah, blah, blah. And you know what I figured out? They were going to tell understand. me that because they couldn't play. <laughs> yeah, they, they don't understand the state. They don't know what they're they, they, You know, well, well, Jesus, some people had two talents. Some people had yeah. ten. Yeah. God don't don't, don't not. Don't not God giving gifts. <laughs> yeah. Let me use I, my I, gift. I, the gift have helped yeah. us. I, I remember when uh, I was a, 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 a moved back into Monroe, and I used to go to Gibbs house, the one that played with the uh-huh. uh, went, went on and started playing with the Bolton brothers. And, uh, right, right, Tony. Yeah, Tony. Now, uh, I, 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 I was always watching them and listening to them, but I wasn't good enough to do it. But the thing of it was, what was laying the foundation was for where I am now. I can play all of them. I got music. I can talk to all of them. You see what I'm saying? Like Horace yeah. Davis. Yeah. Like uh, 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 one that used to be on the radio down at uh, WMLC. What is his name? Uh, guitar player. Uh, Earl McCants? Uh, oh, man. That joker can whoop a guitar. And, 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 and the thing about it is that God used them and their stick for the word to usher somebody into the presence of God where they could call on Jesus. The music can't save you. So God bless it will break you down where you will cry out. Oh, Lord, you cry out. And, and, and we, I, we, I didn't know we had that in common. I used to be over to the the Gibbs house, and the, you know Deacon McCann's house was they're, they're yeah. right there. They're, they're family. They're all right there together. And yeah. I would go over there every Saturday morning because I was playing with the sunshine and the flying cloud. So Deacon yeah. Gibbs and Sister Gibbs, they took me in just like I I was one of the sons. And I, I would go there, and I, I would show Eric some guitar, some guitar chords, and Tony would show Eric some bass notes. And Eric is a monster on bass and guitar, and I really believe that Eric owed both of us some lesson money. Because <laughs> he is off the chain. Yeah. He is really, I mean, Eric is something else. But you know that's that's another uh, another way of how God connected me with people. They helped me and they they gave me a sense of belonging. And believe it or not, I know the flying clouds knew, and I I, I got to say the sunshine had to know too. Deacon uh, uh, Freddie, during those days, I was still struggling, still struggling. Every time I I caught. Thought I was doing better, I would relapse, and they never pushed me to the side. It was like they were pulling me in, and I couldn't understand yeah. how these folks was continuing to love me in spite of what what I was, you know, struggling with. And then I figured it out a year later. It was the Jesus in them. Yeah. The 
Bible says, by this you would know my disciples because they would have love among themselves. But then First John 4, 8 says, he that does not love knows not God because God is love. You know why people can't love us? Or people can't love somebody because they're going through something? They, got because they don't have enough God in them. God is love. Yeah. So folks that say, I can't love them, you ain't got no God in you. That's why you can't. It's simple as that. The Bible says it. He is love. He is love. That's why folks can't forgive one another. They don't have enough God in them. That's it. It um, just is. The Bible is a, a very basic book. What is it? B-I-B-L-E, basic instruction before leaving earth. The Bible is very basic. There's straightforward commandments in it, and we make our life complicated trying to figure out another way of doing it other than God's way. God said tithe and offerings. We selling fish and, and, and Krispy Kreme donuts and hot, hot dogs, frankfurters, uh, hamburgers. We're doing all this stuff when the Bible, when God said, if you just do it my way. Try me, and I'll, I'll open up a window. And not only that, I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. But because we don't do it God's way and we want to do it our way, it's like we're filling up a bag. Uh, uh, we're putting our money in a bag full of holes. We're hard-headed, disobedient people. And God still, even though he said that in Genesis, that from birth we are evil, but he still sent his son. Mm-hmm. Sent his son I, uh, to be. I um, uh, I I'm I'm. Uh, let, let me say something that uh, <clears throat> that you revealed to me when it comes to talking to you about what you did. It's like you don't have a real rare diamond or. Topaz, uh, the finest diamond or whatever it is, it takes millions of years to form. I'm going back to what you said in regards to in your early days of secular music when you were invited to come to the level of the Hezekiah Walkers, John T. T. and all of the top uh, gospel, uh, contemporary gospel artists now that are out there. You didn't go in, but God sent you to Alabama. Start from the bottom. People down here, what you had experienced in the secular level gave you the tools to work down here in Alabama with this sound and this style and this type of music. And guess what? You have played with so many gospel groups down here, good groups, bad groups, whatever. You don't, it doesn't matter. You play. Funerals here, funerals there. Oh, man. It, 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 it. I love what's happening with you. I, I, Stay on the wall. I, I have a friend, my, the another brother on the same group, um, another brother I love named Perry McNeil. Uh, when Perry heard I was coming to Alabama, he couldn't believe it because I had never been out of New York. And um, not even not even to visit, visit my folks in South Carolina, but uh, I had never been out of New York since the day I was born. And he said, you're going to Alabama? Alabama don't even have a basketball team. <laughs> 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 and, and, you know, it, 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 seemed, it didn't 
seemed so far because I, I thought I was running from something. But, I, you know, it's a song by, uh, I believe it is, Teddy Pendergrass. Says, you can't hide from yourself. Everywhere you, everywhere you run, there you are. And that's what I did. I, I was trying to run from myself. But, but then when I think about it, it wasn't me running at, at all. It was God placing me. Because I'm, uh, the things that I have done since I've been here, it's no accident. It wasn't. It, none of it is is an accident. It's God had to get me here. Here was where I started listening to Him, where I started hearing Him. Within Alabama, I always knew. My grandmother always told me that I would preach in a Baptist church, but because I was brought up a good part of my life as a Jehovah Witness, I didn't believe that. But look what I'm doing. I'm actually pastoring a Baptist church and have pastored three Baptist churches since I've been here. So Grandma knew the vision. My father, he knew about the grandfathers on his side. And my father told me, you go and preach. I thought that was the funniest joke he could have ever said. <laughs> But but he 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 was on to something. Yeah. He, he was on to something. It skipped him, as a matter of fact. It skipped him. His father was killed in an elevator accident, so that that moved his father out of the way. Then it would have been my father, and, and my father would just he, he he would tell you it wasn't for him, and then it, it fell on me. A, an unlikely choice because the way I was brought up. I, I didn't see it as much as my grandmother believed it, and, and I'm glad she lived to be able to see it. I, I was blessed to have my grandmother for almost 51 years. I, I was blessed. Not too many people can say that, but I was blessed, and God knew I needed her every one of those 51 years. And Our last conversations always ended with, you still preaching? I had to ask her one day, why do you keep asking me that? Grandma, yes, I'm going to do this till I die. She said, that's all I want to know. And the last time I saw her, she seemed like she was so happy. Even my wife said she just seemed like she was content because she was able to see me. She was able to talk to me, and she was able to, to rest knowing he are, he's all right. My grandmother said, told Jennifer that I wasn't the same person that left New York, but I was the one she prayed for. Oh, this is God. Yeah. So Deacon Freddie, God has been good, not just oh, to me, but he's been good to you. He's been good to our families. He, he really has. He, he, he's a faithful God, a faithful you, you, you God. Just, you just said something. This is, we are in the midst of a uh, three hours and 42 minutes broadcast. I started this broadcast at uh, 7.30 this morning. And I introduced you at 7.30 this morning, and I played music, and I talked about you different times throughout this broadcast. What you're going to hear on Law Talk Radio is a about an hour and 30 minutes broadcast about this. But the totality of the broadcast will be on mixed up. 
able to, with the help of God, to Pastor Representative Thomas Jackson. I have been able to, Thomas Jackson told me that I fulfilled a vision that was given to him over 30-some years ago when old white pastor told him about how big he would be as a minister in getting the word throughout the world and that he wouldn't leave home. And guess that what that was? Sunday night, for four hours and a half, and we broadcast on mixed and other media platforms throughout the world. He said that 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 when 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 I started doing that, he realized the vision that that old white minister told him nearly 30, 40 years ago was coming true, and it's true today. I I I, I want to say this to you. You still on the wall, Mark. I thought about Chris while I was talking to you and good he was and different things. You don't know when God's going to close that door. That's right. Stay on the wall, Mark. The devil can pull and tear at you, but he can't destroy you. As long as you stay on the wall with God, let God lead you. Play that guitar song. Speak them words. And this this is the time, quagmire and hell that you don't come through, that you can stand up and say, I've been there, I've done that, and here I am. Yes. I received that. Um, Deacon Freddie, I received that. And, 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 and love your family. Love your your wife. Don't worry about what you ain't got or what you think you need. You just stay with God. You 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 get to that wherever you want to be. But God got the cow on a thousand. He he got all of it. He owns it all. And I'm gonna tell you, I appreciate you talking to me. I appreciate you talking to me because you ministered to me. You ministered to me to know that you've been through hell. And maybe you're still going through hell to a extent. But you let God use. This is for the observer from looking in at your life. I'm in your life. I'm not controlling your life. God is. But, um, thank you so much. Thank you so much for spending time with me. Thank you, time for small radio here in Beatrice. My vision is to have a million listeners worldwide, and I believe I'm going to get there. It may happen while I'm living. It may happen. I know I'm going to get there. I don't know when, but I know I'm going to get there. God's word and the truth. But one thing I want to say. I want to thank you again. Thank you for opening yourself up. Thanks for talking about your family. Thank you for talking about how you, how you, where you come and what you've been through. And I, I want you to close us out with prayer, God willing, however way you want to say, whatever you want to say. Again, I thank you for coming on the Pastor Series. God bless you, sir. You got the mic. God bless you, too. Love you, brother. Um, let us pray. 
all-wise and eternal Father. Father, as we bow down head and humble hearts, that we come before your lofty throne of grace, thanking you for your, your grace, your undeserved kindness, you blessing us with blessings that we don't deserve. Thank you for your mercy. Mercy dictates that we should uh, be dead because the wages of sin is death. But with mercy, you made death behave. Father God, right now, we pray for those in the nursing homes. There are those in the nursing homes, Father God, being exposed to all types of viruses and diseases. Uh, folks in the nursing home that may feel uh, not uh, loved because they can't really be around family right now. We ask, Father God, that you touch them as only you know how and to let them know that they're never alone. That person, Father God, that's on a ventilator, a person that can't talk, that's in the hospital, in a unit, that person that's in a coma where they can hear and they're screaming out on the inside but nothing is coming out. Father God, you hear them and you you can speak to them. And I pray that you speak right now and give them comfort as only you know how. I ask, Father God, that those that are struggling with uh, the COVID virus and other sicknesses, other illnesses, uh, cancer and other common everyday illnesses, Father God, I ask that you heal right now from the crown of their head to the soles of their feet. And, Father God, our communities, our young people, that there's a plague called gun violence. I ask, Father God, that you, you touch right now and that that person that's getting ready to pull the trigger, we ask either that the gun jam or they just have a change of heart, and that's one life spared. Father God, help our young folks. Help our young men, Father God. Black lives matter, white lives matter, all lives matter in your eyesight. So we ask, Father God, that that you, if it's your will, Father God, that you go through this land and you do a revival in our time. So, Father God, we thank you for everything you've done, that the wasness of yesterday. We thank you for everything you're doing, that the isness of today, and we thank you for everything you will and can do and are about to do, that the not yet of tomorrow. We love you. I ask that you continue to bless Deacon Freddie Howard, his family, Father, his whole entire family, his wife. Enlarge their territory. Bless their comings and their goings and everything they touch, Father God. I ask that you keep them in your care and keep them and keep this ministry, this radio housey production ministry going because it's reaching people in the hedges and highways. Father God, increase and continue to bless Deacon Freddie. I thank you, Father God, for Deacon Freddie. I thank you for the people you place in both of our lives and how you place each other in, in each other's lives. We love you. We appreciate you, Father. Thank you for this day. This prayer we ask in the master's name of Jesus, the Christ. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pastor Marcus. Thank you, Jesus, for this opportunity. God has blessed us and God has used us. Continue to use us, Jesus, in spite of the strength of the air. Give me a blessing, yes, and I'm Jesus. 
Amen. Amen. All right. All right. Okay. Have a great day. Thank you, son. You 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 bring the word tomorrow, Sunday, brother. You know what I mean. Thank you, son. Thank you so God much God. for the privilege and honor. And I thank God uh-huh. for the honor. To God be the glory. May He continue to keep both of us and this yeah. continue to keep us in these times. We don't know what tomorrow holds, but we know who holds it. Yes, sir. You take care now and enjoy the rest of your day. Okay, you too, Deacon Howard. All right. Bye bye. All right, thank you. You listen to House E Production Gospel, Blog Talk Radio, www.blogtalkradio.com, House E Production Gospel. We are your internet radio. Good evening, good morning, whatever time it is, wherever you are, God is right there with you. You're listening to House E Production Gospel, Blog Talk Radio. You can find us all over the internet at www.blogtalkradio.com slash housey-production-gospel. We are your internet radio station. Sit back and relax and enjoy more of Housey Production Gospel Blog Talk Radio. We are your internet radio. How see production gospel. Children. Mm-hmm. 
your job, your money, your house. You can take it anytime you get ready.
As we forgive our indebtedness, there is no iniquity in Jesus Christ. The iniquity is in you and I. Again, welcome to House of Heaven Gospel Blog Talk Radio. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.